You are listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast, episode 21, Quit Being Busy. This is Less Drama, More Mama, the podcast for moms who want to feel calm, in control, and confident about how to handle anything life throws their way. You're ready to go from feeling frazzled and disrespected to feeling calm and connected. This is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Pam Howard. Happy New Year, Mama! 2019! Look out! This is the year. This is the year we're going to knock it out of the park. And we're going to start by not being so darn busy all the time so we can focus on the things that truly matter to us. You with me? Okay, I hear this all the time from my clients, the moms that I coach. They say things like, I'm just so busy. I have so much on my plate. I can't fit it all in. The days get away from me. I love that one. Like, where do they go? Okay. (laughs) I couldn't get around to it because life just got so busy. Here's what I want to tell you. Being busy isn't a circumstance. It's not a fact. It feels so true. But I'm so busy is a thought. It's a sentence in your mind. Busy is a state of mind, not a state of being. Now, I know you want to argue with me about this. I can hear you right now. Pam, I don't have a spare minute in my day. I really am busy. It's a fact. Listen, Mama, being busy is completely relative and depends on your interpretation of your circumstances. I think about when my grandmother was in her late 90s and stayed home most of the day. If she had a doctor appointment and an hour-long visit from me, she probably considered that a busy day. Now, think about if all you had to do today was go to one doctor appointment and visit with me for an hour. You'd probably consider it a mini vacation. The only thing that makes you busy are your thoughts. When you say you're busy, what that really means is that your brain is busy thinking. It's distracted with all kinds of worries and thoughts about what to do. And so when you say you're busy, that tells me how much you're thinking about, not how much you're doing. You're thinking about many different things at the same time. But there's no such thing as a busy life or a busy day. There are only the things that you choose to do. Those are the facts. The rest is your mind being busy creating drama. Most of us have been taught to believe that being busy is a good thing. Being busy means we're important, valuable, successful, and productive. I remember being in a job that didn't really challenge me or excite me very much. And every time my supervisor came into the room, I would try and look busy right? To make it seem like I was being more productive. And I'm sure you know someone who always talks about how busy she is because it makes her seem really important. Sometimes moms like to one-up each other. Like there's some kind of competition where you earn your busy badge. You think you're busy. Listen to all the things I'm doing today. When people aren't busying themselves with something, they equate that with being lazy unsuccessful, or having a boring life. So if you don't know how to create your own sense of importance and success and excitement, 
then of course, being busy seems like something to strive for. But when our minds are busy, we're actually less productive. Most of the moms I coach, when they tell me they're busy, that thought causes them to feel frazzled, frantic, and overwhelmed. And those feelings don't drive action. They drive inaction and procrastination. It's only when they stop being quote-unquote busy and get focused that they get so much more done and feel calmer and in control of their time. We live in an age where people like to say they're multitasking. They even pride themselves on the idea that they can multitask. That word originated as a computer term to indicate that a single CPU could process two or more jobs simultaneously. As humans, our brains were not designed to multitask. While it might seem like we can do more than one thing at a time, research has shown that we're actually just switching back and forth super, super fast. Many experts believe that trying to multitask can, in fact, damage the brain's ability to focus. And when we try to do too many things at once, the quality of our work or whatever it is that we're doing decreases. So since it's scientifically impossible to do anyway, focus on doing one thing at a time and give it your all. When you eat, sit down and eat. Don't try to shovel food in your mouth while talking on the phone and balancing a toddler on your hip. When you're reading to your kids at night, be present. Put down the phone. Stop looking at Instagram posts. You can do that later. (laughs) And read to your kids. Decide ahead of time how you're going to spend your time instead of reacting in the moment. When you make decisions ahead of time using your prefrontal cortex and you plan your time in advance, you'll be less likely to fall into the busy trap. But remember that your primitive brain wants to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and conserve energy. So when it comes to honoring your commitments and following through on what you said you were going to do, your brain is going to come up with a thousand reasons why you're too busy to do them. Plan on this so when the time comes, you can manage your brain and redirect it to focus on your priorities. If you haven't listened to episode 14, Defining Your Priorities, make sure you go back and listen or re-listen because there are some really powerful exercises I share that will help you figure out what your priorities are and how to start spending your time more intentionally. Every day, we tell ourselves that there are so many things that have to get done. You have to take the kids to and from school. You have to do the dishes and the laundry and clean the house. You have to do the grocery shopping. You have to pay the bills. You have to make breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Stop telling yourself this lie. There's nothing you actually have to do. I'm serious. You always have a choice. I had a client last summer who said to me, Pam, I have to feed my kids. And I said, no, you don't. Did you know that there are parents in the world who don't feed their kids? You're choosing to feed your kids because you don't want them to be hungry. I really want you to think about this. There is nothing you have to do. I don't have to go to work. I choose to go because I want a paycheck so that I can pay my bills. I don't have to clean the dishes, but I choose to because I don't want bugs in my kitchen. I don't even have to pay my taxes. Many people don't. 
but I choose to pay them rather than end up in jail. When you tell yourself that you have to do all the things, that contributes to you feeling stressed out and overwhelmed. Instead, take responsibility for your choices so that you can feel empowered and even motivated to get those things done. I think another reason why people struggle with being busy is that they don't know how to handle not being busy. They don't know how to handle being still or how to just be with themselves. I see this all the time with the kids I work with at school. When they don't have something to do, they act helpless. They go up to the teacher and ask, what should I do? They complain that they're bored. They get so restless and uncomfortable, right? It feels intolerable to them just to sit still and have nothing to do. They get into other people's business and annoy the people around them. They ask to go to the bathroom and then wander the halls. At home, they immediately pick up their phone or their tablet or plop down on the couch in front of a TV or a video game. They'll do anything to avoid being with themselves. I see this with adults too, but they usually reach for food or a drink or they work extra hours or agree to take on projects they don't really want to do because having something to do is better than the alternative, which is being alone with their thoughts. Some parents model this busyness and end up passing it down to their kids. They think it's a good idea to keep their kids as busy as possible from an early age. They sign them up for different clubs and sports and activities so that they're constantly stimulated, constantly doing something. Some of this is driven by the parents' fear of missing out or a fear that their kids will fall behind. And taking action from that fear results in more disconnection with themselves and their kids. I love to be by myself and with myself. People think that because I'm single, I must get really lonely and bored. Sometimes my kids think I get lonely and bored when they're at their dad's, but I almost never feel lonely or bored, ever. Because I enjoy being with myself and my thoughts. I have very pleasant thoughts about myself and about my life which makes for a very pleasant relationship with myself. I enjoy my own company. I know that so many of you have horrible thoughts about yourself and your families and your jobs, which makes being alone with those thoughts a miserable experience. But what if you actually wanted to be with yourself and your thoughts? What if instead of running from and avoiding yourself, you got to know yourself and your thoughts better? Instead of judging them, you got curious about them and worked to think more useful thoughts that strengthened your relationship with yourself. What if you got really good at feeling discomfort in order to grow? Then you wouldn't need to be busy all of the time. You'd want to be with the one person you're with all the time. You. Here's my challenge for you in the new year. Take the word busy out of your vocabulary right now. You are not to answer the question, how are you or how's work with I'm so busy ever again. And you can't use I'm busy as an excuse anymore. Seriously, if the word busy isn't in your vocabulary, how are you gonna answer the question, how was your day? If you don't call someone back or finish an assignment at work or you didn't go to the gym, then tell yourself the truth. You either didn't plan your time well you didn't follow through on your plan, or there were other things that took priority and you chose not to do them. Not, I was too busy. 
Next, practice being still with your thoughts. Now, for many of you, this will feel terrible at first if you're new to it. You might feel some resistance to it. That's okay. It doesn't mean stop. If anything, it probably means you need to be still more. So set a timer for five minutes to start. And during that five minutes, I want you to do a thought download. Now, I mentioned thought downloads in episode six when I introduced you to the self-coaching model. Basically, you just write down all of the thoughts that are in your head. Whatever they are, just get them out of your head and onto paper without editing them or judging them. That's the very first step of becoming more aware of yourself and strengthening your relationship with yourself. When your brain is on default mode and random firing thoughts all day, you don't get to be present with yourself and get to know yourself on a deep level. So paying attention to your thoughts is the first step in doing that. Okay, mama, listen to me. If you haven't signed up for your free mini session with me yet, it is a new year. I want you to think about where you want to be in your life a year from now. Are you going to keep on doing what you've always done and getting the same results? That's the definition of insanity. Or are you going to quit being busy and get focused on embracing the discomfort of growth and taking your life to the next level? Go to lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini and get on my calendar. Do it right now. All right. Happy New Year. I'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast. If you like this episode, please take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes and make sure you subscribe too so you never miss a show. Got a question, comment, or idea for an upcoming episode? Email me at pam at lessdramamoremama.com.